Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio on the C-Suite Network. Another amazing interview coming up in just a few moments with Nikki Ballou. Now, I met Nikki when he invited me to be on his show, which has to do with thought leadership. And he said, Shep, I'd love to be on your show. And I thought, okay, um, I'd love to be on the show because the energy was there. The, the, uh, we had a lot of synergy and energy. It was fun to be on the show. I just really felt we connected. And I said, Nikki. We're a customer service show, not a thought leadership show. And he says, Shep, thought leadership belongs everywhere, not just, uh, you know, for people who are experts and write books and go out and do speeches and, and uh, you know, deliver their expertise. He says, no, thought leadership can be taken to, uh, and I'm going to use this word, not his word, the granular level, so to speak, when somebody inside an organization is seen as the go-to person for whatever it is he or she is uh, you know, it's supposed to be good at. And I thought to myself, you know what, let's go ahead and do it. So I said, Nikki, send me just a couple of questions that we would, we would have, or a couple of talking points. And he, uh, sent me about well three great points. And I thought, you know what, let's do it. Let's do it. And I think you're going to learn a lot from this uh, episode. It's really more about your personal brand than anything, but if you are a leader and you're a coach, um, or uh, you're a leader who is coaching your employees, if you're a manager who's trying to get the best out of their employees, my suggestion is pay really close attention because a lot of this information is all about making your people great, getting the most out of them. So with that in mind, in just a moment, we're going to come back and we're going to be talking with Nikki Ballou. Don't go away. This is Amazing Business Radio. If customer service is the new marketing and content marketing is one of the hottest marketing trends, then it makes sense that your customer service and experience strategy would include a content marketing strategy. Delivering relevant content, not blatant promotional content, is part of the value that you can bring to your customers. You can become an influential voice in your industry, which creates more leads, loyalty, and brand recognition. And that's where PowerPost comes in. This solution will help you be more organized and efficient in the way you publish and post content to social channels, websites, blogs, email, and more. And the team at PowerPost can provide consultation and services to help your brand evolve into a modern-day marketer. Turn your company into a publishing machine that adds value to your customer's experience. Learn more at www.powerpost.com. Digital. That's www.powerpost.digital. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio, and I am very excited today because, as promised, another amazing interview, this time with Nikki Ballou. Nikki, the best way to describe him is, well, he is outrageously outstanding. This guy is so enthusiastic. You're going to love this interview. Uh, Nikki is the number one international best-selling author of the book, Finish Line Thinking, How to Think and Win Like a Champion. He is also the co-founder of E-Circle Academy, the co-host of the Business of Thought Leadership podcast. And by the way, I was on that show, and that's how we connected. And I thought to myself, 
this is a great opportunity to bring his kind of thought leadership into our world because what we're going to talk about today is how anyone and everyone in their own world can be a thought leader. You don't have to be the person that wrote the best-selling book. You don't have to be the person that's always on CNN or Fox talking about whatever it is you talk about. No, within your own company, you can be seen as that person, that guy or that girl who people go to for expertise, for support, for uh, looking for the right answers. So that's what this show's about. And with that in mind, Nikki, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Shep, it's an honor to be here, man. I'm pumped, stoked, and excited and ready to roll. I'm ready to go, too. So first thing is, uh, hey, you do this great podcast, and when we, we went on, you talked to me about what I do and my, if you want to call it, thought leadership and my position in the world of customer service. But let's talk about how anybody can be a thought leader, and let's first start off by defining, in your eyes, what is a thought leader? Well, it- You know what? It's a fantastic question. One of my mentors, a man by the name of Matt Church out of Australia. I know Matt. Yeah, you know Matt, Mm -hmm. right? He says, an expert is someone who knows something. A thought leader is someone who's known for knowing something. So it's really all around positioning yourself around your expertise. And really, anybody who's lived a life can be a thought leader. But that fact in and of itself doesn't make you a thought leader. There's a process you need to go through in order to identify that expertise bring it out, and use it in such a way to make a difference for the people that you serve. That's what has you start to understand what your expertise and thought leadership is. And then once you get it, and you can bring it in a way that helps solve problems for the people that you serve. So let's say you're an executive in a corporation, or you're even someone on the front line in a call center, and you're helping people, your customers, solve their problems. It's that genius within you that once you figured it out, that you bring out and apply to the problems that they have that allows you to really be a thought leader and allows you to deliver maximum customer service to your customers. All right, so there's an old expression that people, and you know, you could probably fill in the blank on this one. People want to do business with or be around people that they know, like, and what? Trust. Exactly, trust. So I think that part of this whole positioning of thought leadership is getting people to trust you. And know that when they talk to you, you've got the answers or you know where to go to get the answers. Is that really what we're talking about here? Absolutely. That's what we're really talking about here. People have to trust you, have to trust that what you have to say is meaningful and relevant and helps them with the problems that they are concerned about. Not with the things that you have to say per se, but what they need help with. So I'm going to go – let me just kind of take a generic example. Let's say that I work for a company. And I'm pretty good at what I do, and I've been there a while. People know me. They respect me. Uh, let's say that my job is I, I'm, I'm on the front line. I'm talking to customers day in and day out. I'm on the support desk. How is it that I can be seen as a thought leader? And, and, and by the way, do I want to be known as a thought leader? Absolutely you do. Absolutely you do. First of all, from a career point of view, it's a good thing. More and more people are going to seek you out and give you opportunities and let you move forward. But how you can be seen as a thought leader, if you have an innate understanding of your customer and you have an understanding of what problems it is that they have and need solved, and you've spent time in your position bringing out that expertise that you've spent a lifetime lifetime developing, then you're absolutely a thought leader and people are going to see you as such. And then when people call into that call center for you, they're going to ask for you because they're going to say, you know what? 
Jimmy Johnson, that guy knows his stuff. I want to talk to him. Uh, He's I, the I, guy I, who helped me last time. That's it. That's perfect. That That is to me uh, – I guess this version of thought leadership is if our customers are calling and asking for someone by name, boom, you've got it right there. I, th- I think that's 100%. the answer. Yeah, and so so it's it's crucial that everybody understand that they've got this amazing opportunity. I used to talk about this thing called the awesome responsibility. Still do talk about it, which is at any given time, one person represents the entire company by the way they respond to a customer because the customer walks away and says, I love doing business with them because they are so friendly, so nice, so knowledgeable, on and on and on. And it's really not a they, it's a he or a she that created that uh, perception of what the brand is about. But this is different. This is not only seizing the opportunity of the awesome responsibility, it's seizing the opportunity to be the trusted one within the company. And if and I gotta tell you what, it works real well. If I am an executive and I see that my customers are calling and asking for this person over and over again, I'm gonna take notice and I'm gonna say, What's going on there? Why? And I wanna find out. Right, and that's, you, you do want to find that out. And not only do you want to find that out, you want to find a way to help that person systematically understand what their advantage is. What, what is it about them that makes them an expert? And if you can do that, and that's some of the stuff that Michael and I do, both with individual kind of what we call solopreneurs, infopreneurs, as well as intrapreneurs within corporations, right? We'll help that person get it. And when that person gets it, you can use that to create some powerful knowledge transfer within the organization so other people on the front lines can get it. But more to the point, you can bring that person out in, 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 in very carefully, well-thought-out ways, systematically in front of the public, to show that your company is staffed with experts and thought leaders that are leading people in the field, in the industry that you operate in. And then more people are going to seek you out to become your customers. More people are going to seek you out to work for you. Having great customer service doesn't just mean customers stick with you. It means your people stick with you and other great people are going to want to work for you. And frankly, if you ever need to go into public markets, capital markets to raise money, that's going to help you too. Well, so there's all kinds of advantages. Now, you said something buried in there. I, want, I think this is a huge lesson. You, uh, and I'm going, to, I'm going to rephrase it and use my terms. I think if a leader spots somebody that's sharp, we need to turn that person into the the intrapreneur type or intra-thought intra leader. Uh, we need to nurture this person's expertise. We need to give them the confidence, and, and that's where coaching and leadership at, at a great managerial or even executive level comes in. And I don't want people to miss that because that's something that was kind of – at least it's a message that I got from what you were talking about. So, um, I mean, after all, you, you know, you you wrote this book, uh, you know, Finish Line Thinking, How to Think and Win Like a Champion. If you spot a champion, you got to help that person become that champion. 1,000%, my friend. All right, 1, I got that one right. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, so in our pre-interview, you talked about four steps, and I wasn't sure where you were going with them. You were real, you know, they were, you went through them really quickly. But by the time you got to the third step, and they were very quick steps, you had me. So it, would you talk to me about those four steps of thought leadership? And if you can, think about how they apply to our audience here that's focused on customer service and experience. Absolutely. Well, you know, phase number one is being somebody who – maybe wants to be 
an expert, wants to be a thought leader, right? And we call that phase the wannabe phase because the person hasn't really done the in-depth self-analysis in any way, shape, or form to, to, to really bring out their expertise. They haven't figured out what their expertise is, and they're not necessarily using it all the time, right? That's the wannabe step. Can you, can you second, well, before we get into that, could you think of this person as maybe a, a pretty sharp person that just came to work for the company that, that you know, hey, this is their first week, their first month, their first yeah, quarter, exactly. six someone months. Yeah, like exactly. Someone like that. Someone feet wet. Right. They want to yeah, do a great job. Someone who needs to get their feet wet, someone who hasn't quite gotten it done yet. But you know what? They're, they're sharp. They got, they got something going on. They're just not even clear what that is, and they haven't brought it out. The second stage is when the person is what we call an unconscious expert. So they're at least intuitively understanding that they have some expertise, and that expertise is coming out into play in the way that they interact with their peers and with customers. Okay, And it's making a difference, right? But they're not clear on what their expertise is yet. Step three is being what we call a conscious expert. This is when you're really clear that you've got some expertise and you're starting to hone it and you're using it in ways that are making a bigger and bigger difference for a wider and wider circle of people, both customers and peers and even your bosses uh, and, and people who may end up even reporting to you at one point, right? But the final stage, this is the beautiful stage, is when you are known as the go-to guy or gal. You are the thought leader. People come to you because you're known for having that expertise, and that allows you to have a way wider impact and make a difference for a way bigger group of people. And that's when you, internally in the organization, can create you know, best practices through your subject matter expertise, especially if you've got some progressively-minded people in charge who see that in you and say, hey, we got to take this genie, this magic, and, and, and bottle it up and bring it to the rest of the organization. And once you bring it there, uncork it, let it out. So Let it out. That's it. That's <laughs> I, I like it. this. One of the things we talk about uh, to our, when, I, when we're doing uh, training workshops and if I'm doing a speech, we talk about the concept of knowledge. And, and then it, this is going to tie into your four steps. Knowledge, the way we look at it is people don't need to know everything, but they need to know where to go or who to go to to get the information if they don't have it. And by the way, somebody that manages even the going to and acquiring the information can be seen as at the same level as somebody that actually has the information. I think that's powerful. And I know if you look at steps three and four, I think they kind of, uh, you know, step four is, you know, hey, that's that's the person. Oh, that's, that's you know, uh, Cindy over there. She's been over here for, for 16 years. She knows more about this than anybody. Well, she is that internal thought leader. But, you know, somebody that knows who to go to every time there's an issue that they don't actually have the answer to get the right answer, I think that's almost as powerful if not as powerful and it kind of ties it all together it's all about knowledge knowing where to go knowing who to go to and knowing how to assimilate and then uh, report back to whoever's asking whether it be another employee or a customer agreed 100 percent. that's absolutely true all right so one of the things i wanted to talk to you about was about personal branding and how it is it ties into creating that amazing service but we're going to take a short break and when we come back that is going to be a big topic. We're talking with Nikki Ballou, who is the author of the number one international best-selling book, Finish Line Thinking, How to Think and Win Like a Champion. And he's teaching us today how to think and win like champions, how to be thought leaders, either to our customers as well as the people we work with. Don't go away. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio. 
Shep Hygen here. How would you like customer service training anytime you want it or need it, day or night? Well, with Shepherd Virtual Training, you will have world-class customer service training at your fingertips online 24-7, 365 days a year. Just go to www.sheponddemand.com. Once again, that's sheponddemand.com. And remember, always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Nikki Ballou. And we're, we're talking about thought leadership. And I think with thought leadership, there's also the concept of I want to be known as an expert. I want to, I want to work on my personal brand. Years ago, I saw a guy, and he's become a good friend of mine, Craig Kaminer, do a presentation on the personal brand. Everybody thinks a company has to have a brand. But it's my belief, especially after listening to Craig, uh, reading uh, dozens of books. Joe Calloway wrote one of the greatest books ever on branding and personal branding, you know, uh, all about the the personal brand. If anybody gets a chance, by the way, anything Joe Calloway has ever written. And by the way, Nikki, I would suggest you have Joe Calloway on your show. Uh, Connect him with me, man. We'll do it. Okay, yeah, he, he's an amazing dude. Anyway, the other fellow you told us about on the show, he's coming. The uh, the uh, Vietnam fellow. Um. Oh, Charlie Plum. Charlie Plum. Charlie's an awesome dude, man. Oh boy. And, you know, everybody well, you listening, that. you wanna you wanna. I find you know you get Nikki's energy right. This guy is energetic, he's exciting, and he gets the most amazing guests on his show. Uh, my friend Charlie Plum spent six-plus years in a Vietnam uh, prison camp. I-, I can't imagine it. And, and by the way, you, one of the things that Charlie did for me, and I know we're getting way off topic, but when you were interviewing him, ask he was, this is funny, he was the chaplain. You know, I, I think of a prison camp, he did spend time in solitude in a tiny little cell, tiny cell sometimes they put you with one other prisoner sometimes they took a bunch of prisoners and jammed them into a cell uh and they were barely able to you know stand up next to each other let alone lay down and take a nap or whatever you know when it was time to go to bed but uh these guys are amazing but but he was the chaplain uh that was his role when he went to the prison camp he was you know you always you have leadership and i you know charlie chaplin so I, charlie chaplin i love it that's funny that's hilarious but he convinced me i am not a religious guy but i'm a very spiritual guy i do some really cool things that make me feel very close to the things that are most important about giving back and feeling good spiritually and charlie said to me he he did a devotional service uh this is about a month month and a half ago and he said shep i know that you typically don't come to these things but i would really love for you to come to mine tomorrow i'm going to talk about how we actually did prayers and and held services in this pow camp and how dangerous it was because if you know they saw us praying they would torture us they would you know hurt us for that so i went i was fascinated and by the way it's like it doesn't matter whether you're christian catholic jewish indian you know a hindu um, it, it doesn't matter what your background is, what your what your race. If you are in a POW camp, you bond together, and it's not about you know one Lord. It's about any Lord that you believe in. It, it's just the most fascinating uh, morning I spent with him. If you can talk about it, talk about it because the guy is a well, true leader. Anyway, 
Enough about that. But, uh, who else? I, I'm looking. You had Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, Kathy Ireland. That's that's a good looking. Uh, I'll tell guest. you that was uh, the, the, those two ladies are fantastic. We had uh, George Ross, who was Donald Trump's co-star. Yeah, the, and the, the Apprentice. Yeah, how cool is that? You know, he's 89 years old. He's still sharp as a razor. Seth uh, Godin, full of energy. You've got you um, Seth Godin. Astronaut Seth Chris Godin. Hadfield. You've got some Chris pretty Hadfield. amazing. We had uh, Rick people. Hansen, who did who was. Um, uh, a man who's in a wheelchair who went around the world with the Man in Motion tour in the 80s and 90s. Uh, just just some Larry Wingate. Do you know Larry Wingate? Well, I've known Larry since developer. we were both kids and we both had hair. How do you like that? <laughs> <laughs> I love Larry Wingate. He was awesome. He kind of tells it like it is. He sure does. He sure does. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, if, if people listening to this show, you want to listen to an amazing, great show, listen to Nikki and his show. All right. Back to our show, though. We've got just a little bit of time left. I want to talk about this personal branding. Uh, why is it important to be known uh, or to have your personal brand known as you're trying to develop and deliver a better customer service experience? Look, if you, if you have a personal brand and you're in customer service, part of that personal brand has got to be that you deliver excellent customer service. And that this is something that you work on and that you constantly seek to improve upon, right? And and to be a thought leader, you got to nail your personal brand first. How can you be a thought leader if you don't know who you are and what you stand for? Nobody else does either. Doesn't that make sense, Chef? It makes total sense. Now, if I'm deciding that I want to apply to a company and I want to work in the area of customer service, my resume is a reflection of my personal brand. By the way, that's what people look at when, you, when, when you're going after a job. One of the first things they look at is your resume. They look at your LinkedIn profile. And by the way, everybody listening to this, I don't care what your job is. If you don't have a LinkedIn profile, my daughter in college has a LinkedIn profile. It's a very professional profile. And one of the reasons she got the job that she got uh, for her internship Uh, because she's still not graduated, is because somebody looked at her LinkedIn profile and said, wow, this person's personal brand has it together. So everybody has a brand whether they know it or not. They do. Well, consciously create yours rather than have others create it for you. You know, they say that in life, if you don't have a life plan, a life mission, the people are going to try to fit you into theirs. So you, you know what? If you want to create your own life, your own career, live the, the kind of life that you want to live for yourself, make sure that you take the time to understand who you are, what you stand for, and what you want the world to know about you. It's super important. Right, the ability to communicate it well. And by the way, just because you feel you've communicated it well, just because your resume says you're as great as you are, your LinkedIn profile gives you some of the credibility with your past experiences, the only person at the end of the day that's going to tell you who your brand is is your customer. And that customer that day may be the person interviewing you for the job. It may be your boss at your job, or it may be the customer who's reaching out to you. And when you manage your personal brand uh, to the expectation of the people you work with as well as yourself, and those are in alignment, then people who you do business with are going to walk away and say, wow, I love working with them. That was that awesome responsibility. That's That, by the way, in the trade is called a callback, right? Nice. <laughs> so. You know, I really, what you said really resonated powerfully with me. I thought it was genius how you defined the various types of customers that you can have. Your customer isn't just necessarily the end customer. It's whoever you 
uh, are, are in that dialogue with, that conversation, that relationship with. And that person can be the person who's going to hire you or the person who's your boss currently. Frankly, the customer can be your employee, you know, if you're a high-level person in the organization, right? Right. And, and what you think about this, and now we're getting into the just the concept of internal customer service. At any given time, anybody in your organization who is dependent upon you for anything becomes your internal customer. So uh, if I am the boss and I depend upon my assistant to get the job done, whatever it is I'm asking him or her to do, that person, I'm their, I'm their customer. Okay. Vice versa, if I've asked somebody to do something and I haven't given them all the information or the tools that they need, they come back to me. All of a sudden, I am the one they're dependent upon to do their job. And I become that same person's customer. And I know we're playing around here with the concept of who do you really work for. At the end of the day, you know, we all know what we're supposed to do. We all know the job we're supposed to do. And if we're good leaders, we're going to give our people what they need so they can do their job. And if we are working for someone, we're going to deliver a, uh, our, we're going to deliver at our best at a level where somebody says, I'm glad I made that, that person part of our team. And I think all of this is important. All right, so we're starting to wrap up here. We're almost out of time. I love the idea that everybody needs to create their personal brand and recognize this also. Uh, that person, uh, you know, the brand, the only one that truly uh, defines who you are, it's not really you. You want people to know you as a certain way, but at the end, they will determine if you are who you claim to be, if you are who you want to be perceived to be. So live the brand, be true to the brand, and people look back and say, yeah, that's that person. A- am I on? Is that what we're talking about here? I think we are. I'm going to let you acknowledge that before I ask you the final, the final question here. Yes, and you have a, a, a good deal to say about how they perceive you. So it's really important that you understand that it, it's not, you know, it's not the situation that you have no control over that. There's a lot of people who, who might take that and go, you know what, if they're just going to see you, whatever they're going to see me, that doesn't mean I have to put forth any effort. You do have to put forth some effort. You do have to think about how you want to be perceived. You do have to develop your thinking and implementing that thinking in the way that you interact with your customers at whatever level they may be in such a fashion that your brand gets defined as close to the way you want it to be defined as possible. Right. Spot on. Spot on. All right. Final question. And you know what's coming because I warn you. I warn every guest. The one thing question. You, can, you, you get a chance at this point to either, either emphasize something we've talked about or come up with something you absolutely want this audience to remember. So one thing, what would it be? There is genius in you. You have spent a lifetime living and understanding certain things. And you need to know that. And you need to, to figure out what that genius is. If you don't already know it, you owe it to your God or the universe or whatever it is that, that, that you believe in to bring forth that genius out into the world, especially into the world of work, and, and let your light shine in such a way that your customers get that you're, you have that genius and that genius makes a difference for them, and their lives become better as a result. That's the number one thing I want you listening to this podcast with Shep to take away from my conversation. Well said. Nikki, uh, that, those are inspiring words. It's a challenge. It's not just that you have it. Everybody has it. 
So, Nikki, you're challenging everybody to go out and really make sure that not only they know it, but make sure that the rest of the world knows it too. Because you owe it to yourself, you owe it to the people around you. Uh, you know, we want to bring out the best in people. And uh, people want to deliver their very, very best. And I think this is what it's all about. Nikki, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, really appreciate it, man. You're so exciting. You're so dynamic. Everybody, I want you to make sure, uh, again, the name of Nikki Blue's show is called The Business of Thought Leadership. And he has amazing guests. So I urge you to uh, go to the show. I urge you to check out his book, Finish Line Thinking. So, Nikki, thanks for being on the show. Jeff, it was an honor to be here. Thank you so much for letting me share what I have to say with your audience. Well, really appreciate it. And everybody, until next time, as always, remember, be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.